Welcome to Fresh Track by Track presents Steve Wonder Classics. Today we're talking about Ordinary Pain from the album Songs in the Key of Life, released on the 28th of September 1976. On the track we have Stevie Wonder, um, obviously on lead vocals, uh, with his usual setup, uh, bass, drums, keyboards, Fender Rhodes. Uh, we've also got Mike Cimbello returning on uh, electric guitar, and Hank Red is doing saxophone. And then we have backing vocals from Minnie Ripperton, Mary Lee Whitney, Denise Williams, and of course, Sirita. And then for the second half of the song, we have this kind of, uh, I guess it's labeled as a reply uh, from Shirley Brewer. Um, and then she has backing vocals from Linda Lawrence, Terry Hendricks, Sundry Tucker, Charity McCrary, and Madeline Jones. The track is 6 minutes 16, and joining me to talk about today is Alec Brainer. Hello, Alec. Hello, good to be here. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously Shirley Brewer kind of gets this featured spot on here. She had previously been on um, uh, Heaven is Ten Zillion Light Years Away. She'd been on Bird of Beauty, uh, kind of doing backing vocals on that album. Um, she'd also been on Looking for Another Pure Love and Tuesday Heartbreak uh, from Talking Book. Um, and on this album, she's also on I Am Singing and Contusion as well. And uh, on future albums, she would also be, uh, she'd also do the, the backing vocals for uh, Master Blaster Jamming and Happy Birthday on uh, Hotter Than July. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, she'd also done some other kind of um, Stevie Wonder songs when he was younger as well. Um, so it's kind of, you know, someone that Stevie had worked with a number of times. Uh, I think at this point, this is like the, I don't know, sixth or seventh song with Stevie. Um, so she's kind of, but it's an interesting choice considering that you also have, um, you know, uh, Minnie Rippington and um, Sirita and Denise Williams. So it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, the kind of the reply um, comes from, you know, one of the lesser known, I mean, not to say that, her, you know, she isn't talented, but, you know, kind of one of the lesser known backing vocalists um, that Stevie Wonder had. So it's kind of interesting that that's how they kind of did this for the song. Um, you know, it's kind of in two halves-ish, I would say. Uh, not quite kind of, you know, equally split up, but certainly somewhere around the middle of the song. It kind of goes from this song that's, you know, uh, sung by Stevie Wonder to then this song that has this kind of reply from uh, Shirley Brewer. Um, and, you know, it's, I, I know, it, like, it, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting because, you know, this is obviously the end of uh, the second side. And I would say, you know, like, uh, I Wish, Knocks Me Off My Feet, Pastime Paradise, Summer Soft, and then this, this that's a fairly strong run of songs, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, out of all the four sides, I think this is probably the one that I would say is probably, um, you know, the strongest. And maybe that's because... You know, side three's only got three songs, and side four finishes with an eight-minute disco song. <laughs> so uh, I think really it's between side one and side two as to what the strongest kind of run of songs is. But this is still a really good way to kind of finish out this this kind of second uh, second side. I definitely agree with that. I love um, just the how it transitions from the first to the second song. You know, you open, and it's a you know it's a more spiritual not spiritually. Yeah, hold up. There's a more syrupy kind of Stevie Wonder. He's having fun with the vocals, you know, very syrupy voice, and you get into the ordinary pain, and you um the ordinary pain, and you get you get that melody to begin with, and um then of course when that beat change happens, they you know take the ordinary pain and turn it into like this really awesome call and response thing where you know you you get the lyric and then the 
right afterwards, it's like ordinary pain, and it was just such a cool just manifestation of, <laughs> you know, that that phrase just. You know, it, it, it's a great t- song title. Might as well have two songs <laughs> almost with it. Yeah, um, and I think it's interesting. You know, uh, it's. I mean, it, the the kind of opening with when you sit when you, when by the phone in vain you sit, um, which calls to mind the many songs that Prince wrote where he was waiting for someone to call him on the phone or where he was trying to call someone on the phone and they weren't answering. Um, oh, yeah. So it feels like obviously in the seventies and eighties. You know, waiting by the phone was something that people seem to be doing quite a lot in songs. Well, that's how Stevie um, got his Oscar. Also, he won for um, "I Just Called to Say I Love You." I think. Yeah, <laughs> they had that yeah. that um, video of him and the phone and all that. I don't want to say that <laughs> song really. It won in 1984, so it was up against like all the Purple Rain stuff and the Ghostbusters theme and stuff. That might have been a weird decision. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah uh i mean yeah it's yeah it's that's that's not a good song it is um <laughs> from 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 a terrible soundtrack to an awful film so um but yeah i mean it's inter- it's interesting because then this whole you know this whole kind of thing of where he he sets up you know an ordinary pain in your heart and then he says in the verses you know when by chance go knock on her door walking away convinced it's much more than just an ordinary pain in your heart it's much more than just an ordinary pain in your heart so like this kind of setting it up and then uh, in the in the choruses, he's saying, you know, don't fool yourself, but tell no one else that it's more than just an ordinary pain in your heart. So it's like just how he drags from... out else. I love just no one else. And it, it lasts a few notes. Yeah, yeah just uh, he he just does such a good job of just how he delivers lines and. That's always been one of my favorites, just how he stretches out the else. And then when he says, you know, when you catch up, but she says goodbye, hold back your tears before you start to cry. Say you feel unnecessary pain in your heart. Tell her you're glad when it's it's over, in fact. Uh, can she take with her the pain she brought back, taking that ordinary pain from your heart? It's more than just an ordinary pain from your heart. Um, and then, of course, we get the chorus. Um, and I kind of like that this is this is almost like Stevie's side of the story. Like, you know, he's feeling this pain and he wants this person to take it away. And, you know, he's holding back his tears and he's, you know, try, all of that kind of stuff, which, you know, we've kind of heard Stevie sing about in, you know, other, um, you know, songs. Um, and then when we get this kind of second half and it's like, you know, you're just a masochistic fool because you knew my love was cruel. It's like, OK, so now we are kind of hearing the other side of the story and you know it's fit yeah that's a great pairing of words (laughs) yeah and so it like it it feels a bit more like you know whatever like whatever pain stevie is trying to kind of hold back um is not quite the same as what you know um in in this case uh like you know what shirley brewer is kind of about to kind of sing about um and so i find it kind of interesting that you know like you say, you have this kind of restatement to the words ordinary pain in between these lines where, you know, she's saying, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, like a playboy, you said, no, this little girl, mind you will blow. And then I blew you out the box <laughs> when I put my stuff on key on lock. Uh, again, doing the kind of thing that I love where people reverse common phrases, um, you know, something that Prince would often do. So instead of lock and key, it's key and lock. Um, it makes me feel kind of sick to know to know love put you in a trick 
Uh, I knew our love would have to end the day I made it with your friend. <laughs> so again, like, suddenly it's taken a turn. Uh, giving your love to one unreal, like a big fool, I know how you feel. But in this lovey-dovey game, with all its joy, there must be pain. And so I kind of like how, you know, Stevie is the one who's like holding back his tears for this kind of precious romantic relationship. But when we see it from the other side, you know, she actually says, you're crying big crocodile tears don't match the ones I've cried for years when I was home waiting for you. Uh, and so, like, we're getting the idea that maybe, you know, what Stevie was saying about kind of waiting for her on the phone and stuff is not true. Um, and in fact, you know, he's kind of cheating on this person. Um, and I don't know, I just kind of love the contrast. Like you say, it kind of it kind of smoothly segues from being this one song that's kind of Stevie singing to being this completely different song. Um, and it's just so well done. And, you know, uh, obviously Stevie has done this a few times, you know, when he had something like Superwoman where, you know, you have like half a song and then it turns into a different song. Um, you know, so it's not like the first time he's done this, but I think he's always kind of, you know, like he's always really successful when he does do this, when he takes like two kind of different ideas. And in this case, like this is more sophisticated than, you know, something like Superwoman, you know, where you have these kind of opposites and you're hearing one side of the story. And then on the other side, you've got, you know, go tell your sub story, you know, uh, sorry, you're sob sad about blowing what you had. <laughs> like, you know, this person is very kind of like bitter about, you know, um, scot-free without some, you know, you're, you're dumb to think I'd let you be scot-free without some pain from me. I heard your song and took a chance, but to your music, I can't dance. So it's like, I, I don't know. I just, I love how kind of raw and emotional and, oh, yeah. you know. Straight vindictive lines, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Um, yeah, in particular, you know, like, since I ain't good enough for you, then do yourself, see how you do. And it's like, you know, um, off she goes. And I just, I just kind of love that. Like, I love the kind of the bitterness and anger and everything, <laughs> particularly because it's contrasted with this first half that kind of feels like it's going to be just like a normal kind of like Stevie Wonder ballad. Um, and then it kind of transitions into this much more kind of complex thing where, you know, um, it's rare that, you know, a woman gets to kind of sing the main lines on a Stevie Wonder song. Generally, if Stevie Wonder is singing, it's a Stevie Wonder song and that's it. Um, you know, it's only kind of in the 80s when he started kind of, I don't know, singing on stuff like that's what friends are for or, you know, like kind of it's only when he started kind of sharing his name on the front of a record that he actually allowed other people to sing you know, um, lines and verses and stuff. Whereas here, you know, this, per you know, Denise Brewery is kind of getting the spotlight without having to kind of, you know, without getting the co-credit, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a wonder like a wonderfully kind of bitter, angry kind of second half to the song. Oh, and yeah. I just, I just kind of love all the different kind of, you know, couplets that they're being put out there and, and how it kind of, instead of having like a verse chorus thing, like you say, it just has this kind of, you know, the refrain of ordinary pain, uh, yeah, like at the end of every line. Feels like um, a good chance that's just going on the whole time. Feels like a yeah. song you, you want to play like drums to or something. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's a great rhythm. I feel like in a different time, um, you know, Shirley Brewer would have had the whole song to herself and this would have been like a disco hit. Yeah. Um, like, it feels like it's almost two steps away from being a Donna Summer song, um, but not quite, um, you know. But I, I don't know. I just, I really kind of enjoy it. Uh, you know, I'd say five out of five. It's, you know, like I say, it's a really strong finish to the second side. Um, and, you know, I think it can't match Sir Duke in terms of like, a, you know, a finisher, because um, I think Sir Duke is like a stronger finish to the first side, but it's still a really good, you know, it's hard to kind of match Sir Duke in terms of anything. So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, but I just kind of love that, you know, this is an album that has so many different themes and stuff. 
And so, you know, it's kind of, like you say, Ordinary Pain is like an interesting title. And I think Stevie Wonder kind of really takes it in some interesting places. Um, you know, in particular, you know, having, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a woman take the main vocal for like the second half of the song. I definitely agree with that. Everything is just so, you know, interesting and well put together on this song. Um, I get Stevie's part stuck in my head as much as I get that second half stuck in my head and they're just bridged together so well. And it, you know, it's just shows how different two sides of the same coin can be sometimes. <laughs> and now it's still yeah. can work still the same coin. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, you know, it, like there are kind of other kind of songs where people try to do this. And I think, you know, sometimes they work, but I think just the kind of execution, of this is so well done. Um, you know, like you get one side of the story, which is very firmly kind of like, you know, oh, I'm very sad about this relationship ending. And then you get the other side, which is literally like, you've been the worst person I've ever met. I don't want anything like, and it kind of takes such a turn so quickly that I just love that Stevie's willing to kind of, I mean, almost kind of make himself the fool in the song. Like, yeah. you know, the, the first half you kind of with him and then the second half you completely abandon Stevie and you're definitely on her side. Yeah. And I um, think... He he's the only one that wrote this, right? He didn't write any of that second half. I don't. I mean, I mean, he wrote the entire song. If I think no one else, at least, was yeah. credited. So that's that's you know quite. It, it was quite a cool idea on his part for something like that. Um, and then um, at the end, they kind of bring up the was it sleeping with a friend and all that. And, yeah. Um, it reminded me how many kids did did Steve have any kids at this time? I knew he eventually had quite a few kids with like like four different women or something. I don't want to get the number wrong, but it was it was quite a number at least at one point. He's got nine children. Nine children in total. Yeah, I think four of which are in his band at the moment. Oh yeah, um, and one of them, so... um, what's it called? Cries on this song, I think. I think, um. I remember reading somewhere that the crying on Isn't She Lovely, I think is like the earliest feature on a number one album ever or something like that, which I guess makes sense as a newborn baby. <laughs> yeah, it's his, it's his daughter, I, Aisha, um, who, he, who he name checks in the, the song as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, at this point, he, he had Aisha. I don't think he had any other... Okay. Um, children other than Aisha by the I mean by the time the album came out he might have had another child but I think you know as the album was being recorded he only had Aisha he was effectively you know a new father okay um you know that uh, makes sense she 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 was born in 75 so um you know obviously uh, I mean it's funny because like 20 years later she's on a time to love um see and then in 77 I think he had his first son um, so that's you know a couple of years, well the following year after this album came out, um, but yeah I don't know I just kind of yeah it's just such a well executed track um, you know and just a kind of a nice way to finish this second side out. Um, so yeah. uh, are there are there any plugs that you wish to do, Alec? Yes, Alec Winter ninety eight is my Twitter handle. And um, God bless Stevie Wonder. And on Twitter, you can find this project at Stevie Wonder. Uh, thanks for being my guest here today, Alec. Any day, any day. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye.